From Schwartz Media, I'm Elizabeth Kulas. This is 7am. The furor over Australian swimmer Mac Horton's stand against his longtime rival Sun Yang underscores confusion about how drug testing in sport works. Tracy Holmes on what actually happened and what it means for relations between Australia and China. Dawn has barely broken, but Dennis Cottrell is already hard at work. Ready? Cottrell has been pushing young hopefuls for more than 40 years and is showing no signs of letting up. Tracy, can you tell me a bit about how Dennis Cotterell trains people on the Gold Coast? Sure. So he's recognised as one of Australia's best swimming coaches. He's had a number of Olympic champions. Probably the most famous is Grant Hackett. And he's not just recognised in Australia, but he's been well recognised around the world. Tracy Holmes is a journalist with ABC News. She hosts the podcast, The Ticket, and writes on sport for the Saturday paper. He became quite heavily involved with a number of Chinese swimmers around 2008. And one of those swimmers that he's had quite a long and lengthy and very successful relationship with is the Chinese swimmer Sun Yang. Tell me about Sun Yang. He's one of the biggest swimmers in the world. I suppose beyond Michael Phelps, the American swimmer, who's recognised as doing a whole lot of distances around 100 metres, but in all of the different strokes, whereas Sun Yang is known for freestyle, but he can pretty much swim every distance. So from 100 to 200 to 400 to 800 to 1500, which is phenomenal. And that actually makes him, behind Michael Phelps, perhaps the greatest swimmer of all time. Sun Yang, if you're a fan of swimming, and even if you're not, you're going to love to watch this guy swim. And he loves to celebrate. Took him a minute to catch his breath. So, you know, he's set world records. He's won medals at all of the major events. He's a huge star inside China. At the moment, probably the biggest sports star. In Australia, we tend to look at things in a really sort of isolated way. So sport exists in this little bubble somewhere aside from everything else. Whereas in a place like China, everything is connected. So our relationship, the Australia-Chinese relationship, it's not just political, it's not just business, it's not just in trade, but it's also in sporting terms as well. So when you have a swimmer like Sun Yang, He's not just operating in a pool, in a sporting bubble over left field somewhere. He becomes quite crucial to the way the whole country thinks of itself and how people respond to him then becomes how people are responding to the nation itself. Tracy, back in 2014, Cottrell is training Sun Yang. What happens that year? So 2014, um, it was quite crucial because, as we know in sport, the worst thing you can do is be accused of being a drug cheat. So Sun Yang tests positive. And the ongoing controversy over the lack of reporting on Sun Yang's doping scandal. Now, with the investigation currently taking place, the Australian Swimming Federation has banned the Olympic swimmer from training in the nation. He maintains his innocence as does everybody who tests positive to drugs. Sun Yang, he has a well-known heart condition. He's been treated for it a number of years. He is still treated for it. The drug that he was being prescribed was added to the banned list at the beginning of 2014. Um, five months later, he tests positive and says, no, 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 but this is wrong because I'm allowed to take it. I've got this condition. His doctor hadn't applied for what is called a TUE, a therapeutic use exemption, 
which means that athletes who do require drugs for certain disabilities are allowed to take them with the approval of the authorities. So he got given a three-month suspension. His doctor was suspended for 12 months. And what was also interesting in this is that a couple of months after WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency, actually downgraded that particular drug. So they took it off the performance-enhancing list. So it's still a banned drug and you need a TUE to be able to use it, but on its own, it's not seen as a performance enhancer. And so was that the end of it for Sun Yang? Not really. And I I suppose, um, you know, we jump forward to the Rio 2016 Olympic Games and Mac Horton uh, stages his protest, uh, accusing Sun Yang of being a drug cheat and not wanting to compete against drug cheats and that the world needs to come down harder against drug cheats. Just over half a lap to swim, Sun Yang, defending champion, alongside him. They're going to battle it out here, stroke for stroke. The world champion and defending champion moves up alongside Mac Horton. Horton finding something, he lifts, improving, he gets to the wall and he wins it. Mac Horton takes a remarkable gold medal. Tracy, Mac Horton, the Australian swimmer, is a key rival of Sun Yang's. He's also a persistent critic of Yang's. Well, their their rivalry, um, you know, really does operate around. They compete in the same events. They've come through at a similar sort of time. Uh, yeah, definitely a win for a good guys. I don't know if it's a rivalry between me and him, just me and athletes who have tested positive, I guess. That was seen as a victory for all of those that follow him with this very strict zero-tolerance approach to doping. And I think a lot of other people would say that's fine if you're a drug cheat you know, but if you've been prosecuted for doping because it's such a strict system that even if it was seen as a no-fault positive, you are still called a drug cheat. People might not know this, but 365 days a year, athletes have to let drug testers know where they will be for one hour a day for every day of the year. So drug testers can turn up at any time in this hour that you've nominated, wherever you are. You might be on holidays, you might be hiking, you might be whatever. They're entitled to come and test you. So you have to give them an address for an hour a day, every day of the year? Every day of the year. In 2018, um, it was about 11pm, Sun Yang got a call from his mother saying, the drug testers are here, you better get home. So he comes home and there were three of them there. He sits down, he willingly gives his blood for a blood test. When he's asked to sign the paperwork, he goes, hang on, there's anomalies with this paperwork, it's not right, let me see your accreditation. Then he finds out the woman that has taken his blood is not actually accredited to take blood in China. Of the three, only one of them has the proper accreditation. He has an issue with this, he phones his lawyer. He phones his doctor. They phone the head of China Swimming. In turn, they then get on the phone from Sweden with the man who is in charge of this drug testing unit. And he agrees that all of these protocols have not been met and that therefore the blood that they have taken from Sun Yang's arm is now tainted. So a big discussion ensues about, well, what are we going to do with this blood? Because Sun Yang, obviously, given what had happened to him before and he knows the spotlight that's on him, he doesn't want to hand blood to a team of people who are not accredited. A security guard from the place where he lives takes the blood outside, smashes it with a hammer, and basically there's an end to the argument about what's going to happen with this vial of blood. So he has an infraction 
marked against him because you're not supposed to destroy a sample. They have a hearing with an international tribunal of three people. I think it goes for about 13 hours and they find that he has no case to answer. The situation is that WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency, has appealed that exoneration. But nobody knows, because of the secrecy around the way these, in inverted commas, court cases are held in the Court of Arbitration for Sport, we don't know what the appeal is about. So as it stands, Sun Yang, as a swimmer, is able to continue competing, which is what he just did at the most recent World Championships in South Korea. It's a fascinating showdown, this. Sun Yang, Horton's not far away. Horton is swimming a terrific race over there in lane number two. It's Sun in front. I don't think they'll get him. He's half a length in front, the champion from China. And Sun Nadez, who takes the first of the gold medals. Horton takes the silver. Mac Horton, in, in this particular race, again, you know, he was making people know that he was still on this sort of anti-doping, zero-tolerance kind of approach. In the 400 metres event, Sun Yang wins. It comes to the medal presentation. They call up the bronze medalist who steps onto the dais. They call up the silver medalist, which is Mac Horton, and he refuses to step onto the dais. And he's still not standing up. A silent protest, perhaps. Yeah, poker face there from Mac Horton. So then Sun Yang steps up for his gold medal and it's obvious for the whole world, all the media that's there, that Mac Horton is taking his protest against Sun Yang to the next level. They didn't look at each other. Did not look at each other. We'll be right back. As a a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive the Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. For Sloane Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Tracy, we're talking about the rivalry between Mac Horton and Sun Yang, two swimmers that competed at the World Championships in South Korea last month. But things took a strange turn when one of Horton's teammates, after his protest, was found to have tested positive to performance-enhancing drugs. So what happens is it's revealed that Shana Jack has tested positive to a performance-enhancing drug. Uh, She has protested her innocence. She says she's going to fight to try and clear her name, which is going to be very, very difficult. In Shana Jack's case, she has given a sample where something has turned up in that sample which is on the banned list and the only way it can get in your system is if you've ingested it. So the only way she can clear her name is to try and prove that she was taking a supplement that was tainted somehow and it's such a difficult thing to do. And I am not going to stop until I prove my innocence and um, fight to get myself back in the pool because... That's my dream and I'm never going to let that go. And, you know, a lot of people were saying this happened two or three days before the end of the World Championships and suddenly the heat was then turned back on Mac Horton to say, well, what have you got to say now? 
Uh, g'day, Mac. Jake Stumer from ABC News here. Look, I just wonder if you had any uh, words about the Shana Jack dispute. He was remarkably quiet. Do you, do you regret going up uh, and, uh, and the podium protest at the moment? Mac, any words of support? Any thoughts at all? He turned and walked away from journalists who asked him close up. It was very silent and until he actually got back to Australia, did an interview with the Olympic broadcaster Channel 7 and then reconfirmed that while everyone's entitled to innocence until proven guilty and everyone hoped that Shana Jack will be able to prove her innocence, his zero tolerance remains. If the news had broken the day before, would you still have done it? Yes. Nothing changes. Have you spoken to her? No. I'd rather just get in the pool and um, swim my race and not have to worry about all this stuff. But when nobody's doing anything, the athletes have to take over. So did Swimming Australia know about Shana Jack's test results? And if they did, why didn't they make them public prior to Mac Horton taking his stand on the dais? Well, this again is where a lot of people, uh, I think, wrongly put a lot of pressure on Swimming Australia saying they did the wrong thing, they hung Mac Horton out to dry because if they knew that this was the case, why didn't they tell him before he launched his protest? But the fact is that because of previous drug cases and the huge problem with material being leaked, ASADA, the Australian Anti-Doping Agency, has gone about making agreements with sporting federations to say that if anything happens with a positive doping test, the only people that can release information are either the athlete who's tested positive or ASADA to take out that third party so that they can't be accused of leaking information. But unfortunately, it's kind of backfired. So, Tracy, in your mind, what's the difference between Shana Jack's case and Sun Yang's case? The difference between Shana Jack and Sun Yang is that Sun Yang, in the three-month suspension, the only suspension he served for an anti-doping infringement, was for a genuine medication that is not seen as a performance enhancer. The substance Shana Jack has tested positive to is a performance enhancer that you either have to ingest yourself in a pill or liquid form, or as she is going to try and prove, it's inside a supplement that has been tainted and she has sort of taken this without knowing. So essentially, Sun Yang and Shane Jack are operating under the same system and it has been applied consistently. Is there credence to the view that they're being treated under different conditions? No, absolutely not. In Shana Jack's situation, let's say uh, the tribunal that hears her case or, or if Australian Swimming decides to have it heard by the Court of Arbitration for Sport and she is exonerated then she'll be free to go and compete at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Now, even if WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency, says, well, we're going to appeal that exoneration, she will still be able to compete until the appeal is finalised and she's either cleared or sentenced because that is the nature of these appeals. They can take forever. They don't want to rob an athlete of their sporting opportunities when the lifespan is so short. And in the end, they may still be innocent. So what do you think this episode has done for the relationship between Swimming Australia and its equivalent in China? Look, I think it's much bigger, actually, than between Swimming Australia and the Chinese Swimming Authority. 
I know that Chinese actually take it as a personal insult. And I think Sun Yang probably expressed it best as to how the Chinese are interpreting this. He said that Mac Horton can have his grievances and not have a good relationship with Sun Yang as a swimmer, but you don't disrespect the country. And I also understand that, of course, when you want to make a big statement, if you're protesting for something that you really believe in, you want to pick the biggest moments. Mm. Um, But this is how China is interpreting this as much bigger than just a couple of swimmers who don't get along. They would be thinking, why can't they keep their swimmers under control like we do? We would never let one of our swimmers protest like that. Having said that, I think that's one of the great hallmarks of democracy, isn't it, that that you can protest. Uh, But I think if you want to protest, you want to be really sure that you've got the facts right and the story straight, you know, and if if you want to be making comment on this stuff, then actually read the report. You can access publicly this um, 59-page report, the three-person panel that looked into the Sun Yang case, and I'm pretty sure that if people, you know, what they think at the start are going to think something quite different if they bothered reading it. Tracy, thank you so much for speaking with us about this. Oh, my great pleasure. Thanks for having me. Join Richard Tognetti and the ACO for a bold and intrepid 2022. Featuring a live national concert season, their acclaimed on-demand film series ACO Studio Casts, and exciting programs from their new home in Sydney's Walsh Bay. Subscriptions now on sale at aco.com.au. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Elsewhere in the news, Cardinal George Pell has lost his appeal against a conviction for child sexual offences. The Victorian Court of Appeal found in a 2-1 ruling that the challenge to the conviction on the grounds of reasonableness was not sustained. The other two grounds, which were procedural, were rejected unanimously. Pell had been sentenced to six years in prison for the molestation of two choir boys in the 1990s. His legal team has indicated it will seek to determine a special leave application to the High Court. And US President Donald Trump has cancelled a meeting with the Danish Prime Minister after she said Greenland was not for sale. Greenland is a semi-autonomous Danish territory and Trump had indicated that America would be interested in buying it as a counterweight to growing Chinese influence. No formal offer was made, and the prospect was broadly rejected, especially by the people of Greenland. This is 7am. I'm Elizabeth Kulas. See you Friday.